welcome back to the Haddonfield Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Maria. I'm Mark. And today, we're watching one of my favorite standalone horror movies, The Taking of Deborah Logan, released in 2014, directed by Adam Robitel, Robitel, written by Gavin Heffernan and Adam Robitel. Mark, can you please give us a plot summary? What starts as a poignant medical documentary about Deborah Logan's descent into Alzheimer's disease and her daughter's struggle as struggles as a caregiver degenerates into a maddening portrayal of dementia at its most frightening as hair-raising events plague the family and the crew and an unspeakable evil threatens to tear the very fabric of sanity from all of them. So this was your first time watching it, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I fucking loved it. I, I'm glad you I'm glad that you liked it. <laughs> You know how picky I am with my horror movies. And I was like, I was afraid it was going to be found footage style, but I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, it kind of was, but I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, personally, I love found footage movies. I don't know why I love them, but this one, like, it's just, it is kind of found footage, but like it works. You know what I mean? Like it's like above average than other found footage movies. I think it also helped that like, the main actress, the actress who plays Deborah Logan, I'm a huge fan of hers already. Uh, I used to, I'm a huge soap opera fan, and before its cancellation, she played on the soap opera All My Children for about, I want to say, 15 years. So, like, that was already a big draw for me because I was like, you know what? I know this woman can act, so I'm not afraid about the acting. Yeah, when I first saw this movie, I was like, it, like when I first saw it, because I think it first came out on in Netflix, um, I was obsessed. Like, I watched this movie back to back, and it, it was just—it's just so good. I don't know what it is. Even like rewatching, you watched it, it back before, to back. I just when I get obsessed, I just can't help it. Like I need to rewatch it again because I feel like this, there's so much that you like missed the first time. So you like rewatch it. This movie it. freaked me the fuck out. I could barely get through that initial viewing. And then I like tried to go back, but I was like, I can't, I have to watch like a playthrough or something. I can't do this. It's just, it's just, it's so good. Like, I don't know. The parts were really good. Um, I don't know. I, I love this movie since the first time I saw it and like watching it again, there's still some stuff that I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know about that. Um, were there any moments or scenes that you liked or disliked? Only thing I disliked was when her, when Harris was shooting because I'm I'm not like was he possessed or was he just drunk and concerned? He was just drunk and concerned. He was like, I guess he was kind of freaking out because he kind of knew, you know, like Deb's secret and everything that went that like happened in the past. So I think he was like freaking out because, you know, she was declining fast and um, Andre, I think they pronounce his name. He started like to be brought up again. So I think he thought that the crew was making her sicker, you know, Mm -hmm. that they were like purposely bringing up old memories for her. So, you know. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's the only scene I didn't like because it kind of just felt out of place. But the one scene I loved, the last scenes when Deborah has the kid's head in her mouth, like the effects on that, the practical effects were amazing. And that had me 
like that freaked me out. But the first scene that freaked me out was when she started like like claw at her neck. I was like, what the oh, fuck yeah. is happening? Because everything happened so fast that like, the crew got there and then like that same day, like boom, like shit just started going bad, bad shit crazy. Yeah, like I feel like in the beginning it starts off so like, you know, it's a documentary about dementia and you see her kind of going through the motions, you know? And and then like it all like I think, yeah, from that point, everything just, just starts going downhill. Um, she starts declining really fast. You see that she's kind of crazy. Um, and there's like weird stuff going on. I mean, there was weird stuff going on in the beginning, but they weren't like anything too weird. Um, I, yeah, I love the scene. I, I, I like, I remember the first time I saw it, the scene where you see her basically eating the child. I gasped. I was like, oh my, it looks so like the effects were so good. That like, freaked me the fuck out. I was yeah. I couldn't process what was happening. Yeah, it was so scary. Oh my god. But I think but also the ending scene, like I'm I'm just the look on that girl's face, like we're supposed to believe that that the ritual was completed and that the the the, the demon is now in the demons in the little girl's body. Oh wait, is it a demon that's in the girl's body or is it the doctor who's in the girl's body? I think it's the doctor. I saw um, a playback of it, and they they had explained that I guess yeah she was kind of possessed by the doctor, but he was going to sacrifice her anyway. Like towards the end, uh, I guess when she gets you know her first you know menstruation, I guess because she is like really small. And I don't think she might have gotten it yet. So I'm assuming he's in her body, and he's gonna like you know, use, kill her at some point towards the end and then live forever, which is what he wanted. Yeah, I think that's what he was going to do. Um, so so instead of immortality, he's just, what, body hopping? I mean, I think originally he wanted immortality, but then it, you know, it didn't work out. So he just, so he just possess, decided to possess... Possessed a young girl who has a longer lifespan because she's she's young. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and then you know in the future, I guess you can do it again. Her, sacrifice somebody. I mean, I guess like the ritual's still valid. No, but I thought by him jumping into the girl's body, that was the ritual completed. So he would have to start all the way over. Oh yeah, he would, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just, they didn't like. I guess they they were trying to leave it on a cliffhanger you know what i mean like ooh, like is the girl possessed or what is it de hardine is it her you know what i mean yep but like this scene so the scene that also got me was before i think this was like the sec when they were in the cave and they had like night vision on on, on the camera and they find deb and she turns around and her eyes just go all dark and her mouth just goes all long. That part was scary. That part got me. I think I think it even got me like while I was watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't remember this being that crazy. The, my favorite scene actually is when that one the one crew member leaves. He's like, This shit is getting weird. I'm out of here. I'm always pro when a horror movie character is like, This 
crazy shit's going down. I have to get the hell out of here. Why are we staying here? So I was like, it reminded me of the camera guy from Scream 2. Like, get the hell out of Dodge. Like, why are you sticking around for this craziness? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like throughout the movie, they were kind of like, like, he stood out a little bit to me. But to be honest, though, I didn't really like him. Um, The characters, like, honestly, I did not like Mia. Mia was kind of annoying. Um, I I didn't didn't like, like... wait, Mia, Mia was, she was... She was one of the crew members, right? I don't yeah. like any of the crew members. I didn't no, like I was, any yeah, of them. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I didn't like any of them. They were all equally annoying. I I didn't enjoy them at all. Yeah, right? Like, Mia, for one, I don't know. She was nuts. I think she was nuts. She was, like, ignoring everything that was happening, I guess, because she really wanted her paper to be done. And then Gavin was kind of, like, he was, he was, he was a little douchey to me, you know? And yep. Luis was just kind of there, I guess. He didn't really, like, pop up till, like, the end, really, when he, you know, stayed with Mia and when he was, like, trying to help them when they got up at, like, at the cave. Um, mm-hmm. Then he had to leave. But then, like, that was it. But I really liked Sarah. Um, was she a lesbian? Yeah, she is. Okay, because Deborah kept on saying, you got to get back home to your lady friend. And I was like, is she trying to hint that this woman's a lady? There was a scene where she, like, called her girlfriend. I think I might have missed that. And when she, like, explained to Mia where, like, her girlfriend doesn't really know, like, like her girlfriend thinks that she wanted, that her mom is kind of sick, but she she doesn't know, like, the extent of it or, or that... Um, or that Sarah is staying for like a long time, I guess, like with her mom. Um, were the were, were there any other characters that you didn't like besides the crew? Um, Harris, I didn't like Harris mostly because I just didn't get the point of him. But like towards the end, I'm like, oh, so he helped Deborah cover up the murder that she committed. So that's why he's being overprotective. That's why he doesn't want them here. But it also made me doesn't like him because I'm like, he's seeing the signs. He knows what's happening. But instead of actually explaining things to them, he's just trying to get rid of them. I'm like, if you would have tried to explain this, explain most of this much sooner, then it would have helped. But he waited too long. So I, just, I didn't like Harris. And I was kind of going back and forth with the doctor, Dr. Nazir. Yeah. Like, I there was sometimes I liked her I'm like she's just doing her job, and there are other times where I'm like, you have to know, but medically, like this is not right. You have to start thinking outside of the box. You're talking to this woman, and she starts to like tear off like the skin and the flesh from her arms, and you you I I don't know. There were questionable mode questionable things happening. Well. On that note, let's talk. Let's talk more in depth about these characters. <laughs> um, I guess we can start with Doctor Navir, um, since you already talked about her. But I mean, I agree. Like, like I mean, I, I mean, okay, I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't really know much about. Um, what does she have? Alzheimer's. She's Alzheimer's, but I don't think she. I think she was like in early stages. I don't think 
they expected her to progress as fast as she was. So that should have been a bunch of red flags for the doctor. Like, shit ain't right. Things are going too fast. But she, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, she didn't really, like, she was just like, oh, it just happens. It's just aggressive. But I feel like they were there for, like, a week. And she got really bad. So I definitely think she should have looked a little bit more into that. I think, like, at the end, she was like, oh, she has, like, I think... I think they try to say that she had split personality disorder. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm just like, there's, you you guys are just throwing things at the wind at like, or just throwing things out there now because she has Alzheimer's and she has a split personality. Like I, like something isn't adding up and you guys aren't doing your due diligence. Like do something. Yeah, it definitely seems like a lot was going on and they just could not figure it out. And it was like, I mean, not to say like, you know, that that they should have thought like possession, but they should have been a little bit more intensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, something was something I'm just I just thought they weren't. They weren't doing things like the way I expected it to. Like, come on, like something's obviously wrong. You gave this girl a. Gave this woman a dementia diagnosis, but then things are progressing at an abnormal speed. You should have thought outside the box. She didn't seem she didn't seem helpful. She seemed just as confused and just as lost as everyone else. And I'm like, I needed yeah. the doctor in the story to be like intelligent. Yeah, right. Like she was just she was kind of no help. None um... whatsoever. Yeah. Let's talk about Harris, even though we kind of already talked about him. <laughs> well, I'm going to say is that I don't I don't like Harris. I, I feel like he withheld the information until it was too late. And then he waited until his deathbed. Like, how cliche is that? Like, you could have been helpful alive, sir. Yeah, and the fact that instead of going to Sarah... And being like, yeah, so this, this happened. His first solution, well, not his first solution, but he was he, he was going to kill her. Like, I was like, bro, hold on. I think he, like, missed a couple steps, you know? Like, they were, I guess he was afraid of, like, the truth coming out. The fact that Deb killed, you know, uh, Hardine. But I feel like... I get, I get that, but, like... Deb has Alzheimer's. If the truth comes out, they can't get her to confess. She can't stand trial because she has a she has a, a disease that's literally destroying her mind. And like, and sir, you're old. So if you go to prison for like for con- for for conspiracy or like whatever the fuck, like, does it really matter? Tell the people what they need to know. Right. Like, I feel like he was. I don't know. But um, I think, I guess he's like, you know, ride or die till the end, basically. <laughs> like, he was not going to give that up. He was, you know, drunk, trying to drive these people away. And they, I don't know. I guess, you know, he was even offering to, like, sell his stuff if they needed the money, which, which I also feel like you should have done that in the first place. But whatever, you know. But, um... Yeah, I mean, Harris, I don't know. I feel like he was just freaking out like everybody else was, you know? He was trying his best. 
wasn't good enough. Let's move on to Gavin and Lewis. The camera guys and the editor. <laughs> Lewis wasn't really seen until the end. So I... Eh. Ga- Gavin was the one who left, right? Yeah. Because we, we only saw Lewis, what, like twice we saw him installing one of the cameras... At the beginning, because Deborah was like walking behind him creepily, and then we saw like Louis, we saw Gavin here and there, because Gavin's the one who found her in the room with the switchboard. See, I get why Gavin left. Gavin Gavin kept stumbling upon her doing weird shit. Yeah, so, like I remember the one. Well, first of all, I think like the first time when um when they caught her, I guess getting on the counter. And the there stove. was no like uh, on the stove, and there was no like time skip or anything like like she literally just fucking did that, and everybody was like, "Oh, those are cool effects." And he was like, "Are you guys not seeing this shit?" Like she just got on the fucking counter, didn't climb on it. One second she was on the floor, the other second she was on the goddamn counter. Like he was on to something, you know. I feel like out of all of them, he had like like he was like seeing this shit and he was like you guys aren't freaking out because i'm freaking the fuck out which i mean same because like she did so many things that were just not explained uh i think another scene which i also like really liked actually this is also one of my favorite scenes was um i think he had put a cross on that window that she had nailed shut and she and she just popped out of nowhere and she was like you're letting all my heat out and the one who just goes up and he's like you know obviously freaking out and he shows mia and mia's like okay it's an open window and he was like bitch this window just opened by itself like do you not see this and i was like for real and she was the only reason i liked him i'm like he's the only one who's noticing all this weird shit is happening and everyone is being completely dismissive. And I'm like, no. Like, no. Like, pay attention to what the fuck he's talking about. And can we talk about Mia? Yeah, yeah, we can go over to Mia. I, I, I did not like Mia. I could not stand Mia. She was passive aggressive. She was rude. She wasn't, she didn't, she, it wasn't, it took until the very end for her to be like, oh shit, some weird thing. Like, this isn't normal. There's some supernatural stuff happening. But I'm like, Gavin's been trying to tell you this the entire movie. You have, like, I get you have this assignment to do, but you've watched this woman, like, rip her body parts off. You watched yep. her, like, try to eat these figurines. At no point did you think, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this she is more than all watched her throw up dirt and earthworms. And she was like, well... It happens, like, ma'am, you're crazy. Where, where does that happen? Like, I don't. What? How? I didn't know where she's partying, where she's, where she's doing stuff, where shit like that happens. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that stuff is not normal, and yet, yeah, like I feel like every time Gavin or Lewis came up to her with some type of weird evidence, she would be so dismissive. Like she would be like, okay, like so. Like, ma'am, like, are you not, like, I mean, I get that she wants to, um, you know, just do her 
whatever thesis she was doing, you know, she just wanted to. But you could still be human and notice that, like, this is probably insensitive. Some some stuff is going down, and I should probably take a step back. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I don't know. She was just, I just don't. I think out of the whole movie, I do really like the movie, but she is so annoying every single time because she is such a bitch. Does not listen yep. to anyone. Like her only goal, like I mean, the, honestly, the first time that I knew I didn't like her was literally in the beginning when she literally lied to like Dev and Sarah about her grandparents, like you know, having um, Alzheimer's. And then Lewis is like, aren't they, like, literally vacationing right now? And she was like, so? Like, you know, they just need a little push. Like, <laughs> like tell me you're desperate without telling me you're desperate. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's insane. I did not like her. She was so annoying. I, uh, it was, it was, I was, I'm like, why aren't you paying attention to what's happening? You know, and she was annoying at the end, too. Like, I get, like, she went to go help Sarah, but she was literally screaming the whole time she was in the cave. She was yelling for Sarah the whole time. Sarah's trying to get her mom, save this little girl, and Mia was just like, oh, my God, it's dark in here. Like, ma'am. Like, she's she's like, yelling at everyone who's trying to, like, point out, like, shit isn't right to her. Yeah. Like, she denied it so long and just acted like... I don't know. I just, I just don't like her. I really don't. I don't think we were supposed to. And if that was the point, then great job because I, I hated her. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely not. Ugh, just not it. I guess. Um. Yeah, she was. Ugh, whatever. Um. What about Kara? I think her name was or Kara. Kara. The, the little girl, I guess. I mean, I I know that oh she my, wasn't really like. Um, it wasn't it, really but. there, but did no one. Because how long after was? So the everything happened at the, at the the mine, the cave, and then the end of the movie that that took place when. I think it took place. Six months. So she grew all her. So she beat cancer and grew all her hair back and was completely healthy. Six months later, because during the whole ordeal, that girl looked like she was about to die. Yeah. And you tell me, in six months, she makes she makes this big miraculous recovery, and no one is questioning it. I mean, I get the parents. The parents are like, my daughter's not dying. Yay! You know, this is a happy, joyous occasion for the family. But the medical professionals aren't like this girl was on death's door. Now she's like blowing out her candles, celebrating her tenth birthday with a full head of hair. Like, like the cancer just never fucking happened. Well, they called it a miracle. <laughs> Actually, no, I think it was a year later because she was celebrating her tenth birthday. If I'm, not- well, I'm, I'm reading something now, and it it only says months later. So I, I'm guessing it's probably more more than like six months. Yeah, she just I don't know. I like I remember in, the, in like the like the news reporter guy, he was like, "It's such a miracle, wow!" Which is why I guess they were there, obviously, you know, you know, making a story, a story, news story out of it. 
But, um, no, yeah, I mean, I know she wasn't really, like, there, but I don't know. She was scary at the end. I was, like, like, that look that she, like, gave the camera, and you're, like, wait. You know what I mean? Yeah, that look. I was, like, so does this mean that, like, so does this mean that she, she got it? Is that what that meant? It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear at all. I was like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's happening. It wasn't clear, but I think it wasn't meant to be clear. I guess we're supposed to and like just hope and like imply that it may, it may happen. Yeah, I think so. What about Sarah Logan? What do you think about her? I love Sarah. No, she against all odds, she was like an amazing daughter. And she was really trying to be there for her mom. And I was like, you know, I'm not mad at her. I, She's trying. She she was really trying. She was. She was trying so hard to, like, you know, be there for her mom in the beginning. And, you know, try to, I guess, you know, help her with the disease she had. And then when things were going downhill fast, she was she was like, you know, coming trying to come up with solutions, trying to get answers, open to like any ideas that everybody was throwing around. I I love Sarah. I feel so I, bad for her, but I love Sarah. I do. Like she she was trying she was still trying to be upbeat, still making jokes for her mom, going to the hospital. I was just like, oh my god, because like. All the moments outside of like the weird supernatural stuff was like so heartbreaking. Cause she'd be talking to her mom, trying to explain something to her mom, and then the demon takes over. And I'm like, oh my God, she's she's trying so hard. And then to find out that this is all happening to your mom because she tried because she was protecting you from this crazed person who wanted you to be his next victim. Like, come on. I don't know where I know that actress from. I've seen her in something else. Oh, okay. I know her from Secret Life of American Teenager. Okay, no, yeah. That's where I've seen her before. But yeah, I felt so bad for Sarah. Like, all, all, I guess being sent to like boarding school, you know, that itself was traumatic for her because she, because she, you know, grew up thinking that her mom just like, rejected her you know because obviously she found out that you know sarah wasn't straight wasn't like perfect and prim the way her mom was and i feel like that definitely like and to not you know to spend all these years thinking that her mom just didn't accept her when really she was trying to save her from this man i feel like you know like the the amount of feelings that she must have had in that moment to find that out only to had to be rough right you know like growing up i mean i don't know if she would like resented her i mean i i doubt that she resented her mom but that relationship became kind of strained i feel you know because she like left she was in boarding school i don't know if she ever really came back but then she was with you know she she had her girlfriend they were trying to make a life together only for her mom to get sick so sarah you know sacrificed her own like continuing with her own life in order to come back stay with her mom and was was like shouldering all that responsibility without telling anyone about it. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think like Mia said it. She was like, you know, like stress is the real killer because her stress. I think I think like her blood pressure was just really high, 
Because, you know, she was, like, trying to take care of her mom, seeing her mom, you know, have to deal with this disease. And then the house, you know, like, they're losing the house, but they don't have money for the house, but her mom doesn't want to lose the house. And it was just, it just, I, I, I can't even, like, it must have been a lot for her. Only for all the supernatural shit to happen. And mm-hmm. then her mom, you know, I guess, and then her mom being possessed and then all this weird shit, which I feel like she took all that very well. You know, like her only like priority was her mom, was getting her mom to like be better, I guess. Like, look, like I love my mom, but once some shit starts going down, I'm like, look, I need to leave. <laughs> Cause like Sarah, she you know, she was trying to like contact everyone. She was, she was contacting the hospital when they weren't helping. She went to the priest when the priest wasn't helping. She was looking stuff up, and then I mean Mia. The only good thing she did in the movie was helping her with that. But like, she just she just tried so hard, you know. Yeah, she didn't give up. That was a good part. I was like, you know, I do like that the daughter is still strong because that's what was needed. So. I'm glad. I'm happy for that. What do you think of Deborah Logan? The Okay, I I felt so sad for Deborah. Like it I I just wanted to ugh. Like all this like I I was just, from the start of the movie I was trying to figure out like why she I was like is she being possessed because she has Alzheimer's and she's a a easy a easy target? Like is that what is that's what's happening? But then you find out that this all happened because she just simply wanted, she simply tried to protect her daughter from some crazed guy who wanted immortality. That just, I was like, ah, it's like a mom protecting her daughter and now, now she's paying the price for it. I mean, technically, it was like he, I guess, started possessing her during that time was because she had Alzheimer's. And I think it was because it was getting worse. But he probably wouldn't have targeted her if she wasn't, you know, the one to protect her daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a double-edged sword. Like, he... It was, I don't know. And honestly, like, props to her. Like, she was like... Not my baby. she found that shit out, she killed him. Like, she would... As she should. Hesitate. Like, protect your, ba- protect your daughter. Like, get rid of that creep. Right? Like, and I also like the fact that, um, like, her husband dies, so she became, like, a single a single mom, and mm-hmm. instead of, you know, looking for, like, another husband, or, you know, she, she, like, she created her own business that ended up being, like, really great for the town, and then yeah. she became this, like, person that, I guess, people would kind of go to, sure, like, like, she knew so many sure, secrets. Sec- yeah. Like and I that became that profitable cool. for her, which was yeah. cool. Yeah, I just felt so bad for Deborah. I just, ah, uh, your husband died, I take care of your daughter, and then you go above beyond taking care of her by killing someone who tried to, who was going to kill her, and he now he will, here you are with Alzheimer's, and uh, it was just, I just felt so bad for her. I wanted to give her a hug. 
And her being played by an actress who I love just made it worse. I'm like, oh no, not Jill Larson. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for Deborah. You know, all she wanted, and like the fact that, I mean, yeah, she lived, but like, like her disease got so much worse that she was, you know, that she couldn't talk, she couldn't walk, she couldn't even stand trial. And, you know, it's like, not really a happy ending, really. Like, like nobody really, nobody big died. But also, like, none of them really won in the end, I feel. Mm-hmm. And that was, I don't know, like, for, I feel like for, for a movie where none of the main characters died, it's such a good ending. Because it's not, you know like, what? A, I just, I just realized that none of the main people died. Like, who, only people, people, only person that died was Harris. I guess he was a main person. Not really. Harris died, and then that sheriff lady, but no one else died. Yeah. But, like, still, like, at the end, like, Deborah, you know, lost basically her life. Like, her, you know, couldn't yeah. walk, couldn't talk. Which I feel like probably is a lot more stressful for Sarah now, you know, because now she has to actually take care of her mom 24-7. I mean, and she, I, could I can't her, imagine... she could put her in a home. Yeah, but she's not going to do that. No. no. She's not going to do she's that. probably going to cause stress with her and her girlfriend. She's probably going to break up with her girlfriend, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Mia is probably traumatized. You know what I mean? Like... Like nobody really won in this, I guess, except for you know Henry, but he was the bad guy. Which, speaking of Henry DeHardin, what did you think about him? Weak, pathetic old man. Right. Well, you know he That's... was dying too. Yeah, but so. Since you're afraid to die and you don't want to die, you're going to go around and you you murder four innocent kids who haven't really even start their, started their life yet. And then now you're tormenting this old woman because she killed you because you're trying to kill her daughter. Ugh, pathetic. Same. But to be honest, I kind of wish they would have um, got a little bit deep. Like, I know there's like, there like a documentary about it, but I wish they would have gone a little bit deeper into like... I did love that aspect. I did love, love the whole like documentary thing. That was pretty cool. Like you're watching a documentary supposedly being made about Alzheimer's and then you watch a documentary about people dying. I don't know. That was cool. But um, no, yeah, he was, he was a pathetic old man. Like, I get that he was dying and he was probably freaking out about it. But, like, you're killing girls from a small town where you live. And it's a small town, so you know these girls. Like, I think, like, he knew Sarah, but he was going to kill her anyway. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Weren't they? Yeah, fucking creep. I, I, I felt no sympathy for him. I was mad the entire time. Interesting facts about the film it was released via electronic sell-through on october 21st 2014 and by video on demand i figured this was a vod given the nudity because she was naked a few times i don't know if that was actually her 
But I was like, oh my god, this is a lot. Yeah, like, when she was naked, I was like, okay. But then it kind of made sense why she was naked, so that you can see, like, I guess her skin. Uh, Her her back, I felt so bad. I wanted to hug her so much. I felt so bad when she had, you know, I guess, when he had stopped possessing her, and she literally had to feel all that shit that he made her do. Like, her hands were so bloody. Can't imagine what her fucking back looks like. Like, she was, her skin was peeling, I guess, to give it that snake aspect. But once he was done with her, she, you know, was technically, she was human. She had to deal with that. Oh, my God. I was just, I just can't even imagine. Like, that scene, I was like, oh, my God. There was blood in her mouth. Ugh. Not great. Insane. Well, it has a 91% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Ooh. Ain't It Cool News called it Found Footage Done Right, one of the most effective entries in the popular subgenre, which I agree. I love found footage, and I love this movie. Um, Same. This is one of the few found footage movies I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Um, The rap named it a Netflix horror gem, calling the film one of the freshest entries in American possession horror facts. You know? <laughs> yes. Um, Bloody Disgusting panned the film, stating that it was derivative. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a good movie. I love this movie. I remember when it first came out. I'm, well, I guess not really when it first came out, but when I first saw it, and I was like, I need this movie. It was so hard to find. I was glad I was able to watch it on YouTube. I was like, I don't know why. I'm like, I've never heard this movie before. This is a deep cut. But I was like, oh, it's on YouTube in full for free. Yay. (laughs) So, Marcus, do you cash or pass? I think I cash. This is a good movie. I would have definitely wouldn't have mind if I rented it. Like, it was great. It was solid. Like there's jump scares, there's suspense, there's like em- there's it's it's like such an emotional movie, not just like a yeah. horror. Movie. It's a a horror movie that makes you emotional. So I, it's a cash for me all the way. Take my money. <laughs> True, it's obviously cash for me because the lengths that I had to take just to get an actual copy of the movie was like like I waited so long for this movie. I just I love this movie. I love it so much. It's so yeah, like on top of being found footage, um there's like possession, but it's not like your regular like, oh it's a demon. It's like no, it's it's a man possessing people because he wants to live forever. He wants to finish what he started. And it's not like and I liked how they brought like a different type of ritual to it because you kind of I don't know it was just it was just I loved it um and yeah like I agree it's also a very like you feel bad for mostly everybody not really Mia but you feel bad for basically everyone involved you know like for obviously for Deborah like she was she literally just did what I figured any mom would do and she paid the price for it Sarah was trying to do, you know, she was trying, she was just trying to be a good daughter. Uh, Gavin and Lewis, they were just trying to chase the bag. Um, and then like, 
and then Harris, you know, Harris, he was just trying to protect his best friend. I don't know. It's just, it's a good movie. I love this movie. <laughs> I could watch it all the time and actually watch it. It's so good. And on that note, join us next week as we watch Tawan's favorite movie, Shudder. That I, I'm kind of excited for. I haven't seen that one either. I've seen like clips. So hopefully I like that one as much as I like this one. I saw so, the remake for Shudder. So I'm really excited to see the the original, right? Yeah, I've never seen the remake. I know that Leonardo DiCaprio is in the remake, but I've never actually seen it. So I'm excited. Wait, is that even the same? I don't even know if that movie is the same. Either way, I'm excited. Uh, you to know see what? It. It's not. I don't think it it's, is. Actually. It's not. Okay. I think. Okay. I think the one with Leonardo is Shutter Island. And that's not the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay, well, I guess I'll be seeing this for the first time. I'm oh excited. God, oh my God. It, isn't this like Japanese horror? I don't want to be wrong. Oh, it's Thai. It's Thai horror. Oh, Thai and Japanese horror. They both freak me the fuck out. So thank thank you for taking over today, Maria. And we hope you guys listen to our next episode. Goodbye. The Hide and Feel Horrors podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?